What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Trade Thrive Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about what it's going to take for you to be successful in business. And if we can narrow down one thing, which I'm going to do in this episode, if you just take that one thing and you focus on it, you will always be successful. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Tanner with the Trade Thrive Podcast, and today I want to talk to you about that one principle, that one thing that you need to focus on to help you not only achieve success in whatever business you are in, but maintain the success and keep it. Um, You know, it's like anything. You can make a bunch of money, but can you keep it? Well, you can get really successful, but can you stay successful? And, you know, this one focus is all I focus on, just one thing. And if I can focus on one thing and be really good at one thing, everything will take care of itself. So we're going to get into that, but I first want you to know that in order to achieve success, you have to define what success is for you. And, you know, if you put your definition of success uh, in terms of a dollar amount, it'll never be enough. You'll never hit that goal. You'll never, ever hit that goal. You could say, okay, I want to make a million in a year. I want a million in my bank account. Well, when you get a million in your bank account, you're going to want more. So my suggestion to you is make sure you have a clearly defined Um, idea of what success is. And I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is I want the perfect balance between uh, business and personal life. I want to be able to work 10 to 15 hours a week on my business. I want to be able to work, you know, that's it. I don't want to have to be in the field. I don't want to have to be interacting, um, you know, driving anymore. Like that was my definition of success. I want to work from the office. I want to be able to spend time with my family, you know, watch my daughter grow. and, And that's it like for me in that area, right? So what is your definition of success? You know, do you want to have a certain amount of employees? Do you want to have, you know, the ability to work from your office and have the balance that, you know, you know, you've always wanted with your family to where you have people taking care of things for you. So when you define what success looks like for you, then you can uh, set your sights on that. And in order to get there, there's this one underlying principle that you need to focus on. And if you just focus on this one thing in everything that you do, the path to success it will open up for you. It's it's a law. It's like a natural law. I, I can attest to it, okay, because all I do is focus on that principle. So here's what it is. The principle is this. In every dealing that you do that surrounds your business, whether it is your employees or whether it is your customers, because those are your two main relationships in business, okay, yeah, you have distributors and you have, you know, retailers. But when it comes down to your trade business, you have customers and you have employees or subcontractors or whatever. Okay. Here it is. You ready? Because you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, are you ready? Keep your promises. Wow. Did I just drop the bomb? 
Are you like, oh my gosh, that's so obvious, duh. Or were you like, you know what, if I focus on that, I can see how that would work. Well, let me break it down for you because it's more than just what you're seeing on the face value. When I first started my business, I had a couple guys working for me and I used them as subcontractors, okay? I was very early on in my business. This is probably, you know, the second house we did. Um, and I got some advice actually from somebody who had been doing it in a while in the business. And he said something that stood out to me. He said, always pay on time. And I'm thinking, of course I'm going to pay on time. Why wouldn't I pay on time? Well, you know, come to find out when I wrote that check to the guys that I had working for me, and this was their first job working for me, excuse me, when I wrote that first check to them, okay, the guy looked at me and he said, wow, this is the first time I've ever been paid on time for a job. And right there, I'm like, what? Like, really? He said, yeah. Why? Because the standard's low. Now, I kept my promise to him. So now we get that out of the way. Now he knows that if he comes to work for me, he's going to get what he's supposed to get. Like anything, you should always, that should be a standard. But unfortunately, in the trade business, it's not. Okay, so if you make the promise that you're going to pay people on a weekly basis, on a biweekly basis, don't ever break that promise. Like there's no excuse in this business for you to miss payroll. Absolutely not. There's zero percent excuse. If you can't, hold on, hold on a sec, had to take a sip of coffee for this one, because for me, if you miss payroll in this business, then you're misappropriating your funds. Okay, because every job is proportional after the first one. You could start a biz you could start a painting business with five hundred dollars. Finance the paint from Sherwin Williams. Now your paint cost is free. Sell a job and get a deposit. Now you have a thousand dollars. Okay. Spend five hundred bucks on the legalities to get started. Open up a business bank account. You know, finish the job, pay your employees. Keep the credit line open at Sherwin-Williams for a whole month. You don't have to pay paint for a whole month, okay? Oh, oh, I, I don't have good credit. I can't get that. Oh, okay, well, you know, still, it's still proportional. When you sell a job, you're charging for paint and labor, okay? So after the first job, there should be no reason why you should ever miss payroll, okay? But the thing about it is, is that promise is the, is the, is the, I would say it's the spark of motivation for people to come to work for you because obviously they know that they're getting what they're promised. And you have to understand in the trade industry, there is a mistrust of the business owners in the trades. So you need to overcompensate, not financially, just, you know, overcompensate in terms of being on time by any means, by any means. That might even mean taking out a loan or using your credit card. Because if you break that foundational aspect of your business, if you miss a payroll, there's no excuse. And you, you have created damage. It's like cheating on a spouse. Okay. The damage is always going to be there. Like they have that fear now that payroll won't be made and you're not concerned about it. Okay. So you don't want to be that type of business owner. I'm not saying anyone who listens to this is, but I'm just setting the tone for the level of detail and the promises. Okay. Next promises to the customers in terms of Let's just start with the the pre-job promises. The pre-job promises are being there on time, delivering a, a written quote on time within a decent time frame. Okay, those two are the biggest promises. 
Okay. But I'd say out of the two, the biggest one is being on time, being where you said you were going to be when you said you were going to be there. Okay. That that's the key because you have to respect people's time in a sense that if they know that you're coming to their house, they're working their day around the fact that you're coming to their house. And if you don't make that appointment or you don't give them ample time notice to tell them that you're going to be late or you need to reschedule, now you're just creating that distrust off the bat. So you didn't keep your promise there. Okay. Now, uh, delivery of a, a quote. If you promise somebody a quote, give them the quote. You know, it's better to be straightforward and say, you know what, unfortunately, this job isn't for us. Uh, and it's not because I don't want to take the job. It's just because the way that our business is set up, you know, and, and the amount of painters we put or, you know, just our costs and stuff, you know, we would be pricing the job way out of proportion. It'd be much better for you to find someone else um, with a little less overhead to take on this project. Okay. At the very least, don't just ghost them. Right. And I'm guilty of this. And I've been through this, but I'm just trying to share to you what I've learned because this is the key. Once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, got it. So there has been times where I've ghosted somebody on a proposal and then they hit me up. Where's the proposal? You just don't want to create that in your business. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, now let's talk about post-proposal acceptance. Okay, this is when you know you make promises about a few different aspects. Let me tell you my promises that I have to make. Number one, Someone's going to be there to help you with colors. So I have to ensure that that person's on the same page as uh, the customer is in terms of, okay, someone's going to reach out to you to, to, you know, figure out colors. So I have to follow up with that person and make sure that they're keeping my promise. You see, now, now I'm going to give you the second level of promises is the fact that if you promise something that someone else is responsible for, your job is to find people that keep your promises. Your job is to find people that take your promises seriously in your business, your employees and your workers that say, you know what? Tanner said that, you know, I'm going to be here. I have to be here. I understand the importance of that. I'm going to be there. Okay. And if you've noticed at any point in time, whenever you've let someone go, it's because they didn't keep your promises that you made to the customer. Now, if the promise was that you're going to, you know, spackle walls, or you're going to fill nail holes, or you're going to, you know, tarp the floors or put paper on the floors, and whoever was in charge of the job did not do that, do you see where the disconnect happened? It's because you promised one thing to a customer and the employee or the worker didn't deliver that promise. So that's why there was a disconnect there. And that's why you either let that person go or you're debating on letting them go, okay? Because they can't fulfill your promises. That's where the disconnect is. So if you're making that, those promises, uh, you know, I'm going to continue with my color consultation. So, you know, I'm checking in to make sure that, that color consultation is scheduled. And then I'm going to follow up to make sure it was done. Business owner, okay? Second, pressure wash. If it's an exterior, very important. Hey, uh, and, and what I've done is I've now actually put the pressure on the subcontractor to schedule the job, you know, and, and this way he's responsible. Now he has to make a promise. And if he doesn't deliver on his promise, then I find someone else. So now instead of me saying, oh, he'll be here, here, I say, you know what? He's going to reach out to you and schedule a time. Great. Perfect. So now he has control of his uh, relationship with the customer so he can build that relationship. Again, it's important to find somebody that's on it. You know, for me, I found somebody who's on it in terms of pressure washing. We have three to four houses every week that need to be pressure washed. He's moving. So he has to keep his promise, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to follow up. Hey, how did, how did Joel do? Did he do a good job? Great. Awesome. So that promise was kept. 
Now we have a upward trending momentum. This is before we even get to the house to paint. So, hey, the guys will be here at 8 o'clock. I have to make sure that promise is kept, okay? So what am I doing? I'm looking at my, my GPS tracker, T-sheets. If you don't have it, get it. This is not a sponsored segment. I'm looking there to make sure the promise is being kept. Hey, it's 8.05. Where are you at? Okay, so accountability, okay? Calling, hey, where are you at? Why aren't you on the job? Told her we'd be there at 8. Oh, okay. You got that? Okay, be on time, right? Promises need to be kept. People are counting on your ability to come through with your promises, okay? Job scope, details, right? Oh, well, you said that you were going to cover my plants, Tanner. Well, I didn't just make that empty promise. I actually put a note in the project manager uh, application that we use, Trello. Again, not a sponsored segment. If you don't know what Trello is, check it out. It's free. Put that in there. Hey, make sure you cover her plants. I put the note in there. Why didn't you make sure the, the plants were covered? It was important to her, right? So promises all the way through. Hey, we're going to use top quality paint. Resilience. Tanner, this is super paint. I thought we were going to use resilience. Oh, well, you know, this happened and this happened. Promise wasn't kept. Disconnect. Okay. Trending downward. So the experience is, the goal is for any type of experience. Now, recurring trades like lawn mowing and maybe window cleaning and these recurring trades may be a little bit different. But my focus is I, I got to keep the promises from the very beginning all the way to the very end to this customer. And if I do that in an efficient way, we're going to have a phenomenal experience. They're going to remember us forever and they're going to refer us to their friends. And in just the example I gave you, there's about 10 different promises, maybe even more depending on the situation, that need to be kept with a homeowner from a start to finish paint job. And in most cases, a start to finish floor job. The only difference is what we're applying. So it doesn't matter. Start to finish roofing job, okay? Roofers have a hard time. They have to reschedule probably more than any trade, especially here in Florida because it's raining. So the promises have to be kept. And the difference maker between the successful businesses and the unsuccessful businesses is the ability to make sure and make it a focus to keep promises. Going back to employees, that dynamic. Did you promise raises? Are you keeping those promises? Are you giving people something to really hold on to? And your word, it's your word. When you say something's going to be done, you got to keep that promise. My suggestion, if you if you can't deliver on the promise, don't make the promise. Okay? I don't bring up a bonus structure in my company for a reason because I don't know if I can keep that promise. We're still a relatively small company with two crews operating two jobs a day. So is there room for a bonus structure? I'm not quite ready yet. So I haven't brought that promise up. But what I did bring up is the fact that there will be an opportunity for advancement for guys that were at one point painters that are now project managers. And I kept those promises. And I kept that idea and that promise that they would make a little more money. And I've delivered on those promises. I take those promises seriously because my word is as good as, as anything in this business. They need to know that if I tell them something, they can grab onto it, take it to the bank. And I won't say it if I can't keep the promise. Some of us get too excited. We, we make promises to employees to motivate them and think that they're stupid and that they're just going to ignore it. I remember what it was like to be an employee. And you're, you're crazy if you don't. 
when your boss would tell you something like, hey, you know, you're going to get a raise, there's an opportunity. How, how many of us have been through that where we've been told that there was an opportunity for us and they never followed through with it? And what did that create? Starts with an R, resentment. There's nothing worse than an employee that resents their boss. Because guess what? It's not only going to show up internally, it's going to manifest in the work. Of course it is. Oh, I'm not going to clean that up. Ah, forget it. He can figure it out. I don't want that to happen. And it can happen. <laughs> you know, and then it turns into things that don't need to be had because a promise wasn't kept. Keep your promises. So that's the focus. If you just focus on keeping your promises to your employees and to your homeowners, do not overpromise. When I first started my business, I overpromised. Oh, yeah, we could do that tile job for you. I didn't want to disappoint and I wanted to make money. That's when you get in a bind. Don't focus on the money, okay? I turned down, what did I just turn down? It was a uh, $30,000 exterior. Huge mansion, okay? I quoted it for 30 grand. I turned it down. After he, after I looked into the details of it and realized that I wasn't going to be able to accommodate it. It was just too much. I would rather stick to what I'm good at because I don't want to, I don't want to end up in a disappointment. I turned down a potentially $90,000 Publix. Okay. Big promise comes with big responsibility. I didn't want the headache. It would have took us a month. We could do all of our 20-some jobs in a month and keep the flow going or do one Publix in a month. I opted out of the Publix. I can't keep that promise to get it done. You know, it's a lot. People moving in and out of the, the building. You know, they wanted us to work some nights. I'd have to get lights. I don't know. I don't, that's not my ball game. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not breaking promises here. So if you're, if you're struggling with this, number one thing you can do is do not – do not give empty promises to motivate people. Oh, yeah, I'll give you a raise, man. Or, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Like, don't do that. Like, that's the worst thing you could do. It's going to cause chaos. And don't give empty promises to your customers. Oh, okay, we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do this. And then don't fulfill them. Like, it should keep you up at night if you kept the promise and you didn't fulfill it. And if you want to be successful in business, it's very simple. Just keep your promises to everyone. It's your word. It's biblical. Okay, so that's what I got for you. My name's Tanner, and this is the Trade Thrive Podcast. Super exciting, guys. We got Drip Jobs automation platform coming out. I mean, it's going to blow your mind. This program is phenomenal. It's going to take everything that you want and everything that you use to run your business, and it's going to put it all in one, and it's going to just streamline everything. It's going to be a game changer, and I can't wait to just be like, yo, go to here and, and download it and try it. But I can't, so we're just going to have to wait. Um, but I'm excited to share the journey with you. Um, and, yeah, so if you guys got anything out of this, please uh, share it with a friend, anyone in your business. Um, I actually did a free coaching session the other day, and I'll be posting that on here uh, as a podcast episode. And really all I ask is that you just give me permission to record our session so uh, we can help other people who have the same questions. Um, you know, I think it's a powerful thing to learn from uh, someone else that's in your position. So uh, if you want me to just coach you up for 30 minutes or so, we'll jump on a Zoom chat and I will happily 
answer your questions. I'll go through, you know, scenarios with you. We'll break down problems. This is what I love to do. And hopefully you feel that by now. So happy to help. Just reach out to me, Tanner at TreeThrive.com. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great one. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.